everybody, Tom Miller here. And, and oh my gosh, what an exciting day this is for me and my team, uh, because our book, The 10 Indicators of High-Performing Charter Schools, is finally available. It's available wherever you want to get it. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it off of our webpage. I'm all signed, you know, I send you a signed copy. And we've got lots of really great bonuses around this book. But after, after you know, 13 years or so, it's finally done. It's finally done. Uh, and, you know, most of you know, if you're, you know, part of any of our groups, you know, uh, I got 700 on my SAT. So some things take me a little bit longer. <laughs> so don't don't let the letters next to my name uh, fool you like this. But this book is a, it's an all encompassing uh, work, you know, my work. Uh, as a as a teacher, as a principal, as a as a as an independent consultant, as a state consultant, uh, as a board member, <laughs> as a as part of the authorizing team, like this book is every every single thing uh, that I've that I've learned and applied about charter schools uh, in the, my last uh, decade or so. So just and 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 the book was designed to be a future proof you know to future proof your school for any uh, charter school leader large uh, leadership team board uh, to future proof their their school because it's it's a book focused on uh on measuring your school's current reality which is a, which is a leader's top job and to help you design a, a clear vision for what success would high performance would look like and then a step-by-step -step plan to start to close that gap, right? Between where we are now and where we aim, you know, to be a year from now, two years from now, maybe even 30 days from now, right? So just, just a little background about why I believe this book is important and how it came about. There's, you know, there's currently 7,800, over 7,800 charter schools across the country. And they're serving over 4 million students, right? And, and it's on the rise. And some states are growing by 30% per year. In North Carolina, where, you know, where I had the most of my work, uh, it's, it was, you know, 20% growth last year. But see, history also tells us that, you know, by year three, 18% of charter schools close. You know, many of them never get the chance to even open their doors, right? Because of lack of strategy, lack of planning, lack of facility, whatever it may be. Uh, by the end of year five, 25% of them close. By year 10, get this, everybody, 40% of charter schools uh, close. And there's there's lots of different reasons, right? Now, the most common reason that, you know, people say is, you know, finances. And, and yes, you know, charter schools eventually you know, run out of money. That's the main reasons. It's, you know, fiscal mismanagement. It could be fraud. It just could be just poor planning. It could be nobody's paying attention. But there's been lots of charter schools that have closed that have had a lot of assets and a lot of cash, right? So that's not always the reason. I believe it's one of the reasons. It's one of 10, right? There's 10, <laughs> there's 10 indicators of high performance. And yes, I mean, finances and cash is the oxygen that will drive the success of your school. But it is not, it is not, you know, uh, you know, the end all. Right. So with all these, <clears throat> with all this, you know, data around charter schools closing, like it, it just really got me right. Okay. The schools are closing at a, at a, at a record rate, but enrollment is up at a record rate. Like this is something's going on here. Like, and we, and we need a blueprint for success, right? What was success look like and feel like. So in 2022, I took a, a month off. I went to Europe with my family and I gathered everything that I've ever written or done or known about uh, my uh, charter school work as a teacher, as a principal, as an authorizer, as a board member, as an independent consultant, right? And I just, I just mind dumped it all into one giant document. And over the last you know year, <laughs> we've turned it into a book. 
So I'm really excited for you to have because everything in this book is something I have either applied in my life, right? <laughs> Good or bad. Uh, it's got my it's got my failures as much as my wins. It's got my uh, um, uh, being put in charge of schools that were in crisis and 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 fraud and just you know it's got it's got a lot of positive, a lot of negatives, right? So this book is it, it'll help you <laughs> risk management wise. I really make sure that you are future-proofing your school. And that's why I think every board member, every charter school leader should, should read this book and get a copy. You can get a copy. Go to 10indicators.com, T-E-N, 10indicators.com, and you can you know, buy it there or you can get it on Amazon uh, right now. So, but a little bit about how this story came or how this book came about. I've always been curious about what, what effective is. You know, I've always been a very productive uh, person, hardworking person. Uh, I, I didn't always work smart. I, I I do what my son says, right? He always says, dad, no, it's it's work harder, not uh, smarter. And I'm like, no, son, it's 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 not. <laughs> but you can keep working that way. And eventually, hopefully you'll learn, right? And, and, and so I always wanted to like really get clear about what is that great school when you see those end of the year marks, you know, the highest performing schools and the niche schools and the great schools and the USA Today schools, like what makes those schools so effective? I've always wanted, you know, to do that because that's the school that I want to be a principal of. Right. And I know that's the school that, you know, parents want their kids to attend. And that's that's where teachers want to work at. Right. So, uh, so this book really started back like in 2010. And at the time I was a middle school director of a charter school and I was working on my dissertation and, um, uh, you know, the school was K-8. I was, I was in charge of six, seven, eight, and the school was strong academically and operationally had a good, you know, reputation in the community, uh, especially our elementary school was really strong. Uh, culturally, uh, we were known for a lot of turnover, um, kind of a positional, philosophy of leadership. And I didn't know better. I was, I just got pulled out of the classroom and I was a, you know, a principal mainly because I was promoted because I was just productive. Right. <laughs> but I wasn't a good leader. Right. But I didn't know that. I didn't know that, <laughs> but I worked hard and I really enjoyed learning. Uh, we weren't getting the results that I really wanted. Like it's my goal to be the highest performing middle school in the whole area. And we were top, top, you know, three or four, um, our team was more competitive rather than collaborative, and I wasn't really sure how to how to make you know help them work and be uh, cohesive. I didn't affect, I didn't accept the feedback with with a lot of grace, <laughs> so I pretty much led by just modeling the way that, because that's really all I knew. I just knew how to work hard, and you know, I wasn't I wasn't an effective leader. I never really went to any leadership you know classes, even though I was working on all my doctorate. Right, I had all this education. I wouldn't say I was a very effective leader, and so. You know, it really turned out to improve our school. I was not the leader at the time that they needed. You know, I, you know, I could be the person, but I needed to grow. But again, I didn't, you know, I didn't know that. So um, what I wanted to learn was what the most effective leaders did, right? How could I take our school from here to there? So my dissertation chair and I sat down and we looked at it and we identified uh, 18 schools across the state of North Carolina that were deemed this high uh, performance, whether by academic growth or by proficiency. And we reached out and I said, hey, I'm Tom. I want to study your school because it's good. And here's what I want to do. You know, I want to come and do a site visit. I want to interview and and just spend time in classrooms and see like what like what what makes you guys so darn good. And five of them said yes. Right. Which is really exciting. So five of the 18. And that's what it was. I, uh, you know, I started to dive into the effective schools research and I came across Ron, uh, Ron Edmonds, who's kind of the father of this. 
And he he did a lot of work around the seven correlates of effective schools back in the 70s with with uh, Dr. Larry Lazad. And they, there's still a lot of really great research. Um, but, you know, theirs was clear, a clear state of mission, instructional leadership by all admin, a safe learning environment, a climate of high expectations, uh, a frequent monitoring of a student progress, opportunity to learn and student time on task and a positive homeschool relations. Right. You take those seven like they're still really, really relevant. In fact, they're very, very clear to the 10 indicators. Right. So I was like, OK, this is good. This is going to be my framework. and I'm going to be looking at these things. And so, you know, now since this time, Edmonds's work, it's been duplicated by a lot of other authors. You can go back and, and, and you know, search it. I talk about him in the book. Um, so I really tried to get my hands on everything I could so I could be best uh, prepared because I was not a highly effective leader. I was I was an egomaniac. Right. I still am at times. But, I, you know, I wanted to get in there and, and, and really see what was happening. So we got our criteria. I set up my uh, my map of North Carolina. Now, some of these schools, <laughs> some of these schools were five to six hours away by car. So I would take my vacation time. I talked to my boss. Luckily, I was a, we were a year round school. So I had the, you know, my fall and my spring breaks to, to take and, you know, uh, travel around these schools. And some days, you know, I would leave at three or four in the morning so I could get there by the time kids were arriving because I wanted to see arrival just as much as I wanted to see, uh, or, you know, a drop off and, and, and afternoons and, and, and just see and feel, you know, the culture. I put 10,000 miles on my truck in, in just a couple months, you know, traveling all over the place. And so at that time, I'd only worked in three schools, right? And they were traditional schools. I was worked, I worked in two traditional public schools and then one uh, public charter school. So I really didn't have a lot of experience in seeing, you know, other schools. So what a, it just really opened my eyes and it really raised my, my awareness, especially to, to meet these teachers and to meet these principals. And boy, they were so uh, grateful that somebody cared, right? That somebody wanted to actually see and say, oh, I didn't even realize we were that good, right? <laughs> so but what I really loved about it is how these uh, charter schools use use the community uh, to just, you know, be a big part of 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 who their school was. So, like, you know, whether I went the night you know, before and found some really, really cheap hotel, which I stay in some places, everybody, you know, I, I would be there from the beginning. I would have tons of notes. I would meet with the principal, you know, and then I drive home, you know, sometimes drive home was four or five hours, a lot of reflection time, right? A lot of opportunity to really think, or I'd record into my recorders. I was talking home where I would, you know, talk it out with my dissertation chair, you know, maybe whatever it was, like, it was just a really great professional development experience. Uh, and then I would, you know, you know, follow up with the, with the school leader. Now we didn't have Skype and, um, well, we had Skype, but we didn't have, you know, Zoom and things like that at the time. So everything was over the phone and, you know, you know, email. Um, so I would plan my next trip, right? Or the next school I would go to, you know, based upon the school I was just at, right? I was always asking them, say, hey, here's what I saw somewhere. And everybody got really, really curious. Well, tell me more about that other school, right? It was just really great. I was building this small, I didn't realize, but I was building this small community of high performing schools, right? And it was just really, really awesome. So, um, you know, I would come back to my school and I'd be like, oh, my God, like what we just saw. And they were like freaking out. They're like, oh, God, Tom's going to drop more stuff on us, like more things, right, that he's not going to follow through on. And so like it was just missing. And it was kind of one of my first lessons, right? Leadership is it's caught. It's not taught, right? So the, you can't just tell uh, people what where, where you've been and what, you know, you've done. You have to really show them, right? You have to you have to be good practitioner either. So, um, you know, so they really didn't, you know, buy in. 
And really what I didn't realize, they weren't really buying into me. Like I was the, you know, I was the, I was the conduit from that effective school. You know, really they were probably like, Hey, can, can, can we get that principal to come lead our school and get Tom the heck out of here? <laughs> so, so at the end of that school year, you know, the staff left and I, you know, I had really no plans in place for the upcoming year. That was kind of my like model. I didn't understand that you need to like really, really, you know, dig out some things in a winter, get your, you know, planning and everything done in the spring. So the summer's just, you know, kind of tweaking and you could really just enjoy the fruits of your labor. Like I was, I was like, no, we're going to work hard over the summer. That was my thing. But I only worked by myself, right? Nobody was, nobody's going to work with me. Like the school was empty. But I did have one, one more trip. It was the community school of Davidson. Um, and, and I, you know, the first time I was there, it was a magical visit, but I didn't get to meet, you know, the founding leader. So I wanted to get back up there. And so my dad actually went uh, with me and he went and he fished at Lake, you know, Norman all day long. And I met Joy Warner, right? Now this school has a wait list in the thousands. I mean, they've been high performing, you know, they've had multiple tracks of, you know, graduation, like they're a true public school. They serve everybody. And I spent hours talking with uh, Joy about how she had, you know, designed the school. And she talked about, you know, it was a private school at first and the slow growth and, and what they had done over time to build relationships. It was based upon the basic school model. She never talked about programs or policies. She only talked about people. And so, you know, really what it came down to, it came down to you know, trust, right? She had this amazing trust in 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 humans, and and she had very clear non non negotiables, and a clear mission of what the school and and vision of what the school wanted, you know, to be. And so, like, as I said, you know, goodbye, and I picked my dad up, and we drove home. It took seemed like forever because we were pulling his boat. I just came to realize, like, boy, I'm doing this all wrong. <laughs> I'm doing this leadership thing all wrong. Right? That visit changed my life. It changed my life. And that visit, what I realized, it was just like the other nine site visits, right? It was all the same thing. It was it was a focus on people. It was a focus on what we're aiming to accomplish. It was it was you know vision and values and and right and and really just a lot of a lot of everybody working together as one. A lot of a lot of unison. And I was like, oh. Well, all these schools, like they all demonstrate Ron Edmonds's effective schools work, right? How did they how did they know, right? <laughs> they all had these characteristics in their own way. How did they do it? And then it hit me. It was like, well, it's the sustained behaviors of the leader. You know, the in each school that I visited, the leader had been there for for five or more years. It was, it was, you know, sustaining the the you know the vision. Uh, the goals, the values, the behaviors that we wanted, you know, to see. They understood how to set the goals, how to create strategy and how to execute their strategy. But they did it through the talents and the skills of other people. Right? They, were building, they were building capacity in others. I mean, folks have been there a long time through trust-based leadership practices. So when our school year started, right, you know, here I was, I just... I was almost done my dissertation and my staff was probably anxious because it was our it was our third summer together, I think, or third, you know, start of the year. And they're like, oh, God, what has Tom got? And I walked in and I just shared the one the one secret. I said, I said, hey, guys, we're all going to work on one initiative this year. Just one building relationships, right? Relationships from student to student, student to teacher, teacher to home, teacher to director, right? 
we were going to reshape, like I didn't know and understand all this culture talk, but that's what we were doing. We were reshaping the culture of the school through, through common values, you know, common language, common goals. Now, most of our teachers had been with us, with me for, you know, three years now. So they really started to build a, a pretty strong bond. They were starting to get to know each other and build those relationships. And as we did this, as, and I talk about this in the book, as we started to do it, like the most amazing things started to happen. All the initiatives that I had tried over years started to organically happen. And they happened at a very high level. Some of them, it's been more than 10 years. They still do them. They still do some of the of 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 the of the school improvement initiatives that I saw during my first tracks in 2010. It's 2024 when I record this video, and the and the school that I left is is still doing it. And that's really where this book was born, right? And from that time, right from that study, I had a baseline of what makes charter schools effective. There was five things clear and sustained mission, site-based decision-making, expanded professional opportunities for employees, multiple levels of parent engagement, student-focused education plans, those five. And I took those five and, and you know, within like 30 days of graduation, I was recruited to the Office of Charter Schools in North Carolina, where I became an authorizer. I was part of the authorizing team. The state of North Carolina just eliminated the cap on charter schools. They had a hundred at the time and <laughs> they they're over 200 now but i mean you know this is 2012 and it, it was growing fast you know this new role really allowed me to test my research right to put these you know put these schools you know through this uh, framework and over next uh, three years i walked the hallways of you know anywhere between 60 to 75 of the 100 and some schools i was fully in charge of the charter application process so i i read over 500 charter applications over three years I, I was part of the process with 70 schools being approved to open over three years in North Carolina. I was in charge of the ready to open process. I got to walk the halls, right? I mean, I got to really see and understand why charter schools fail to either fail to open or fail to stay open past year three. And I put it in this book. <laughs> it's all in this book, right? In 2014, I launched my leadership company, Leaders Building Leaders. We aim, it's like we aim to make to be the difference maker in the leadership development of individuals and organizations, really focusing on creating high performing charter schools. You know, and I've 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 i put myself through many leadership programs, certifications, just just so I could better, I could be that leader that I hoped I was back in 2010. Now, over the last decade, my life has completely accelerated, right? From being that middle school teacher to the middle school director to the office of charter schools and the company that I run now and the charter school that I now lead. I've walked hundreds and hundreds of hallways. I've interviewed hundreds, hundreds of principals, good and bad. I've led schools through crisis. I've identified fraud in schools. I've helped schools open. Right? Everything I've done over that time is in this book. Every single thing, everything I saw, everything I learned, everything I wish I knew before I got hit by the two by four. It's all here. Right. So so the benefits of this book, you know, one, it's going to give you a common language around strategy and plan. It's, it's really going to help you uh, uh, know what success looks like. Right. What victory looks like. 
and measure because it has a measuring tool. It's going to measure where you currently are against that, you know, success. And so, you know, when you have a common language around strategy and plan, right, you know, a team doesn't win the championship if all of its players are working from a different script and different agenda, right? This, this book's going to help you create a common plan for all 10 critical areas of school success. You're going to know what's next. Like this book is going to help you create a very simple action plan. I mean, most of the leaders we uh, run into when their schools are in uh, struggle, like they're they're just so busy, they don't really have the time to just write out a plan, right? Just communicate the plan. And as a result, you know, the people get frustrated because they're not really sure what the heck is going on. This book's going to help not only you write the plan, but share the plan. <laughs> It'll be a common plan. And you'll be able to delegate, empower, and equip your team. It's going to help you create a clear vision, right? A clear vision and clearer communication to those you serve. If you've ever walked down the school, you know, you know, the hallway and seeing uh, kids, uh, you know, not do what you want, right? <laughs> the transition is like, that's, that's, that's not what I want. Or you go out to the car pickup line and it's like all over the place. Like, this isn't what I want. <laughs> but, but most of the time, leaders don't know how to communicate that except in a negative way, right? There's a formula inside this book to help you have that conversation and help you communicate with clarity, consistently, and create cohesion. It's in the book, right? It's in the book. So, book's got three elements. It's based on 20 plus years of best practice research. Any level of school leader in any school, this book is, it'll, it's fine for school districts. It'll, 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 be, it'll be a great tool for school districts. It's a great tool for private schools. It's a fantastic tool for uh, charter schools, right? Even a homeschool parent could even use this. this. There's a school in every community across the world. This book will serve it. I promise you, right? I promise. Or I'll pay you back. I'll give you your money back, right? <laughs> but it's going to help you create that common language that you need to uh, communicate that mental model of perfection, like what sits in your head. I mean, you're literally going to have a blueprint for success for each of the 10 indicators for your school. It's got an easy to use common assessment tool that you can take online and you can have your team take it online in less than 10 minutes. You have your results. You can print them out. You can sit down and you look at our wheel of success and you're going to have a diagram of what of how everybody sees your school right now. What are the strengths? What are the areas for growth? Right. And it's going to help you start. Right? It's going to help you prioritize. And then it's going to give you. What the best leaders do. Every leader I've run into that I've had the opportunity to you know, talk to, I put their strategies in this book for you to help you create a skinny strategic plan. If you're going to be part of the book study, I'm going to teach you how to do this skinny strategic plan process to help you close that gap from here to there. I mean, imagine if you have a if you have a cell phone like this is and you've put a destination in, right? You you go to your Google Maps, or your Apple Maps or whatever, right? and you type in the destination. And then it asks you, well, where do you want to start from? That's what this book does. This book says, okay, what would success look like? Now, where are you? Right, Take the assessment. And then it's going to help you navigate that map all the way through. And it's going to give you the step-by-steps uh, and a way to continue to measure for uh, success. Right? You might know the destination. right? I want to be in A school. I want to be fully enrolled. I want to have a high-performing staff. But unless you know what the current reality is, you're not going to you're not really sure where to start from. Right. And everybody has to grow from where they are. 
You can't draw a map if you don't know those two points. And that's what this book does. It's going to help you draw that map, okay? So it's a book of systems and frameworks any school leader can use to assess their school's current practices and make those minor and or major tweaks to help you improve your school's overall uh, success, okay? So this book is as much as a school improvement book as it a book on effective leadership. It identifies these 10 indicators for you uh, and I'm just really excited for you to have it in your hands. So go to 10indicators.com or you can go to Amazon and search 10 Indicators of High Performing Charter Schools and get a copy, okay? Um, and, and this, you know, this this goes back to Ron, Ron Edmonds' work, which is all, which is really almost 50 years old now. It's an extension of his work, right? And I've been, again, I've been writing this book since 2010, so no judging. I told you, it takes me a little while to get it going, right? But everything in this book is either something I have implemented as a school leader or worked to implement, right, and failed forward. They are proven practices. And I, I share what not to do as well. That's <laughs> all right. I believe that every challenge, every drawback, every mistake, and every perceived failure, right, is life bringing you to an opportunity to grow. And I write those stories in this book. You're going to you may, you know, you may cry a little and just say, what, why, why am I reading Tom's book? I promise there is a, there is a positive ending at the end, right? So if you're willing to, you know, so sharing my uh, mistakes and blunders, if it helps accelerate your growth, then rock on. That's, that's exactly what I want to do. So my first book, first of its kind, it's going to be critical to the growth and the sustainability of the school that you lead. All right. So go ahead and get your copy. And then when you get your copy, go back to the 10indicators.com and you click on the uh, bonus button uh, because I have all the templates uh, that I talk about in the book. You can you can download for free and you can have access uh, to, to some live uh, trainings and some book study opportunities that we're going to have with this book over the next uh, couple of months. All right. So if that sounds good to you, go get your book now. Thank you again for what you do as an educator. You are making a difference in the world. And I thank you for allowing me to be a very, very tiny part of your giant journey. Bye-bye.